you know, I never really met nobody who was truly successful that wasn't thankful. For the good What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode. With that being said, straight up, yeah, Big Sean, that new DJ Khaled playing in the background. Song called Thank You. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to thank all of y'all for joining in with me, for subscribing, for telling other people to subscribe. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I did this episode live on Instagram. So throughout the episode, you might hear me answering like ghost questions and saying things that don't really make sense. I tried to edit most of it out, but I can't, you know, I, I can't I I can't go through and edit everything out. So uh if it sounds kind of weird in that way, uh I'll do better about it in the future. I'll be, you know, re- actually reading a question or replying to things that are on Instagram uh live. And uh also the the last part when I when I tell the actual story. In, in this episode I'm talking about a murder case that I was involved in when uh I was in Tampa, Florida. Uh, it's called Cradle to the Grave because the dude that got arrested had that on the back glass of his car when he drove around base, Cradle to the Grave, and it's kind of ironic when you hear the story. Um, but yeah, I think in trying to do all of this and, and produce all of this, I forgot to push the record button or I lost part of the, the audio, so I had to kind of go back on live and, and play my live back into the speaker, so that part of it. Uh, the sound might be a little bit different, but I hope it's still uh, good enough for y'all to listen to and everything. All right, with nothing else, let's get into the episode so we can uh, enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to try to do the uh, uh, record the uh, podcast episode live today. So that's what we doing, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to that being said, another episode of With That Being Said. We on Instagram Live, we got Lisa, we got JoJo, we got Bobby and some other people joining in with us um, for right now. They're probably going to leave in a minute, but, you know, we appreciate them for being here for right now. I appreciate y'all. I'm, you know, I'm just going to crack jokes during the whole time. Today's episode um, is, uh, if, if, if you were kind of like soft-hearted or anything, you might want to kind of like fade in and out because some people die in today's episode. Uh, and more specifically, a infant. So if you got a problem with that, then don't listen. Um, but first, it's been a good week. Uh, nothing special. I still ain't got no job. I'm still enjoying life. I'm still having fun. Um Got a few interviews. I did a little online interview last night, which I hate, you know, because that's one thing, too, because the dude, like, I had to download this app, and they give you the questions online, right? So you got to be on the camera. You got to put, you know, I got on a button-up shirt right up here, and then, you know, I got on basketball shorts because you can't see nothing below here. And uh, so he asking questions, and he's sitting at his desk, you know, he's all proper but then one of the questions was i could tell he was reading a. first of all you can tell he's reading a cue card because he's like this but he's like looking over here like this and he's talking to you or whatever and i'm like okay so if i gotta be professional and look in the camera and impress you then 
you need some points deducted because you're not looking at me. You're looking over here. And then you could tell, like, he got to one of the questions was kind of long. So he got to one part and he said a word. And then you can hear the person behind the camera, like, <laughs> change the paper. And then he continued the sentence. It didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. You know, I'm like, okay, so you're going to get points deducted. Um, I, you should give me your job since you messing up. I'm not messing up. Don't judge this this video uh, for any little slight things that I might mess up on. But I mean, I, I'm 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 really like Lisa. I'm really 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 trying to focus on my comedy and stand up and everything like that. You know, I have the background in security. Of course, you know, I was a cop for 20 years in the Air Force, so that's my background. You know, so it's easy for me to get a job along that line. New Hampshire, I bet Tank is the only black person in New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. I don't know about no New Hampshire. I don't know nobody except you from New Hampshire right now. I don't even think I was in the Air Force with nobody from New Hampshire. Um... But yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing. I, I got a couple of interviews. I got a couple of things lined up, but at the same time, I'm happy. I'm doing what I want to do. I just got to make sure that I uh, use my time wisely and do the and uh, concentrate. Like I got that little uh, little astrology app or whatever, and it's all week it's been saying find a way to get paid doing your what you know or uh, something you know what you love or using your natural talents or something like that. And it's been like there's three every day. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I appreciate all the love and support that I get from y'all. And um, yeah, I'm just going to keep on grinding and keep on working on that. And that's what I have to use this time to do. Uh, so, of course, y'all know if you if you subscribe to the podcast, you listen, you know, I do the overrated, underrated. Um, <laughs> five real ones. <laughs> You know I do the overrated, underrated, and so when I record by myself, I try to give you all my overrated, underrated. And today, what I have for overrated is waiting for all the credits to finish on a movie to see if something ever happens. Like, you know how people just sit there in the theater, you go to the movie theater, and you sit there and you wait, and you just wait for the credits to see if something gonna happen nothing ever happens that's gonna change your life nothing ever happens that you're gonna be able to see somewhere else somebody gonna tell you about nothing like and what i the the part that i don't get is why don't it's like the best kept secret in the world because somebody's going to see this movie before and they might give you tidbits I, i just never research it but you know, it's like, why don't you just say something? Or even the person, that, the, 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 the movie theater person who's got to come in and pick up your popcorn and your nachos and everything that you left. If I was if I was that person, I'd be like, hey, y'all get the hell out of here. Ain't nothing going to happen after these credits run. You know what I'm saying? Bye. I got to clean up. Bye. Go ahead. Or I'll just tell you what, hey, this, this is what's going to happen. I don't care. You already paid the money. We already got your money. You already saw the whole movie. You're going to sit here and wait 
for all the credits to run to see if something spectacular happens and nothing ever that spectacular happens. They ain't going to give you, you know, like it's pointless. It, it's pointless. It's overrated to me. It's overrated. I wouldn't, I mean, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not one to sit and wait for the credits to run to see what's going to happen or see this, you know, they already made their millions. All right. I appreciate y'all who agree. If you disagree, you know what I'm saying? You're entitled to your opinion. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta agree with me, but, um, Okay, what's underrated now? Underrated is letting them kids go stay with their daddy. I know it's a lot of single moms. I deal with, you know what I'm saying, some single moms. And a lot of women just don't let the kid go stay with their daddy. And I've had to struggle to get my kids to come stay with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, shout out to all my baby mamas, whoever, whatever. And then... (laughs) You know, if if the daddy, I, I get the if the if the dad is worthy of if he ain't, you know what I'm saying, just messed up, then I get it. Okay. But not all mamas are all on point either. Just FYI. But, you know, it's like, oh, I need money for this, I need money for that, and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? They all, you know, some baby mamas out there want money or get mad because of child support and this, this, and that, just send that kid to go stay with their dad. You get a break. The kids get times with the dad and, you know, that's it. Just let let them kids go stay with their dad for a little bit. Because regardless of your opinion of that person, that is their father. And regardless of, of, you know what I'm saying, like if, if, as long as he can provide a shelter, food, and not have them in, in messed up situations, you know, like just let them go because that is half of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they still need to glean from his side of the family, his personality and, 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 and everything else, regardless of, regardless of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all made a baby together. So, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, and I got <laughs> one of my baby mamas, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when my daughter does, you know, even when my daughter does come and stay with me and see with me, she's like, oh, that child support still got to come here, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, really? I mean, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that really your main concern that I understand that regardless if the child, and that, I think that's kind of messed up too, you know what I'm saying? Because it's child support. So it should go where the child is. So, you know what I'm saying? Like there should be just an understanding and an agreement that if the child is coming to stay with me, then, you know, I need the support. You're not going to send me this money back. You're not going, you know, so I got to, I got to, I got to support Whatever's over there. I mean, like for 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 whatever reason, you can say, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta uh, pay this and I gotta pay that, and all this still gotta be paid." Not really, you know what I'm saying? Or even if it does, okay, let it come out of your pocket just for these two, three months, four months that that my child is with me. You handle that, you know what I'm saying? And just let me take care of the child here and use whatever that I was sending you for myself. But I digress. I ain't gonna get on soapbox. That ain't what this episode is about. We can do a whole episode about all of that. Um, but, you know, I think um, that, you know, using kids as a pawn and, 
and and like you said, keeping the baby from and and fighting and like it, that's just it's just not good for the child. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we were all children before, and I guarantee you, if you think about if you think about it, you uh you don't remember money. You don't remember anything that your parent may have bought you really. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if, if you do, it was on a lot in line with some other special occasion or something like that. But you do remember the time, you know what I'm saying? And that's one thing because my mom and my dad split up when I was like really young. And, you know, I spent, I, I grew up with my mom, but I did get my, like my mom put me on a plane when I was eight years old. And I flew from Mississippi to Hawaii on a plane to go stay with my dad. You know what I'm saying? And that was that was big of her. And I'm so thankful and grateful that she did that because I know it was hard for her. You know what I'm saying? I was excited. I remember I remember the day that she drove me to the airport in Tupelo, Mississippi, and she drove me to the airport. You know, and I'm just a little eight year old excited. I'm getting on a plane for the first time. I'm going to Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? And plus, the thing about it was too is. I was supposed to go earlier, you know what I'm saying, before school got out. I told them we were studying fucking Hawaii and social studies or 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 culture or whatever class we had. We were studying Hawaii. And I'm like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to Hawaii. And then the day come and my dad don't, something happened. I don't know what happened, but I didn't go. And my black ass showed up to school the next time. And you, you know, you already know. You're like, ah! You said you was going to Hawaii. You were still here. You know what I'm saying? That's what I felt like shit. You know, <laughs> so when it actually came time for me to go to Hawaii, I was glad to go. Um, but that experience helped me a lot in life. You know what I'm saying? And it got me quality time with my dad and so on and so forth and things that I wouldn't have. And then when my dad got sick. And he was like still like going down and was worried about his health. And I went to see him in the hospital, like in his heart, like he still was apologetic and still sad about the times that we missed out on. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like I understood, but you know, like it still felt bad. You know what I'm saying? So stop, don't, regardless of you, the mom, you, the dad, or whoever you are, you know what I'm saying? Like just think about that child that y'all created together you know what i'm saying and ask that child you know children gonna like eventually they're gonna tell you what they really want you know what i'm saying and they're gonna make their own decision about whoever it might be we i don't i don't you know what i'm saying regardless of my opinion about any of my my daughter's moms i don't really i don't try to sway my my daughter's opinion or or, or inter, even interject and let them really know how i feel about something you know what i'm saying unless they open the door and they start expressing things to me and even still i I try not to speak negatively about their mom. You know what I'm saying? And so regardless, two people created this life together. And so those two people, regardless of, of what status you are in life or who you are, or how it is, you created this child, you know, and that child might want to go spend time with that person or at least needs to know what is in their DNA that makes them that way. What is in their DNA? What is in their genes that they get from that other person? You know what I'm saying? Before it gets too late in life. And then, you know, it's kind of like, oh, a lot of times like they go here this whole time and then the child hits 18 and gets rebellious. And then you want to call on the other parent or call on this person or call on that person and be like, oh, you know, oh, well, you, you know, like 
I don't call on me just to discipline. Don't call on me just to uh, give out rules or when you having a problem, when, when the child don't listen to you, now you want to call up on me and, and tell me to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, let that child go stay with their dad. Let that child go visit their mom. Um, and I just, I, I appreciate you, you chiming in because just from my situation and being a man, I speak mostly, you know, and, and, and most of the, most of the situations that I see are when the mother has the primary custody and, you know, the father doesn't, but I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you said something because, uh, because that opens up a different, you know, it's a different perspective because it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're the, if, if you're, if you're the dad and you're, you know, being a bitch about letting the child go see what their mom, I mean, expect, you know, like she carried this child for nine months, bro. Like, how can you not, you know what I'm saying? You know, unless, unless your, 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 your person is like strung out on drugs or really, re like really, really in jail or like really, really in a bad situation. Of course, we're not going to put kids in a bad situation, but don't just create a bad situation or just say your opinion about a person to be bad or whatever and just to appease or just to play, you know, upon against that person. So, um, yeah, I mean, like that could be a whole like uh, this overrated, underrated thing. It'd be a whole. This is not even the episode we're supposed to be doing right now. But I mean, saying you know, like y'all know, we we right, we all here, right? Okay, so we good. Um, wouldn't even let see, and that's just you know, I think even in, in situations like that. Hopefully, you know, you try to you try to stay in contact as much as you can. You try to speak to the kids as much as you can. Just let like if you're if if you're on the receiving end of it, just always do your best in some type of way. Find you a, a mediator, find somebody that you can go through to get a message to the kids or or something just to let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that you love them and, you know, and all that, because, like I said, during active duty, being overseas um, and everything. I haven't always been able to spend as much time with my kids as I want to, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I still find a way to let them know that I'm thinking about them. And my dad did that same thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad didn't call me every day. We didn't talk all the time. You know what I'm saying? But he always let me know that, you know, he was around or that I could call on him when I needed him and, 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 and something and things like that. So that's very important. Um, we all need to work to work on doing better as far as that goes. But at the end of the day, two it takes two to make a baby, regardless of if you like the other half or not. You know, those kids need to know both parts of where they came from. Um, so. Uh, see, now he using uh, the kids as trying to get you back, and that's just wrong, you know. That is just wrong. Let me take a little sip break here right now. Okay, so we did overrated. Stand for the credits after a movie is overrated. What's underrated is letting the kids go. St I said I put stand with their dad, but stand with the other parent who, if you were separate, let the kids go stay with the other parent. Um, and so on my myth. Exactly. I'm glad you know what I'm saying you ain't got that those issues too, Lisa. 
you know, it happens. But, you know, <clears throat> for my myth, we're going to go back to some movie stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Avengers just came out and then people getting beat up because they give it. When I record by myself, I try to give you all my overrated, underrated. And today, what I have for overrated is waiting for all the credits to finish on a movie to see if something ever happens. Like, you know how people just sit there in the theater, you go to the movie theater and you sit there and you wait and you just wait for the credits to see if something's going to happen. Nothing ever happens that's going to change your life. Nothing ever happens that you're going to be able to see somewhere else. Somebody going to tell you about. Nothing. Like. And what I the, the part that I don't get is why don't it's like the best kept secret in the world. Because somebody's going to see this movie before and they might give you tidbits. I, I just never researched it, but. You know, it's like. Why don't you just say something? Or even the person that the 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 movie theater person who's got to come in and pick up your popcorn and your nachos and everything that you left. If I was if I was that person, I'd be like, hey, y'all get the hell out of here. Ain't nothing gonna happen after these credits run. You know what I'm saying? Bye. I gotta clean up. Bye. Go ahead. Or I'll just tell you what, hey, this this is what's gonna happen. I don't care. You already paid the money. We already got your money. You already saw the whole movie. And you're gonna sit here and wait. For all the credits to run to see if something spectacular happens and nothing ever that spectacular happens. They ain't going to give you, you know, like it's pointless. It, it's pointless. It's overrated to me. It's overrated. I wouldn't. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not one to sit and wait for the credits to run to see what's going to happen or see this. You know. They already made their millions. All right. I appreciate y'all who agree. If you disagree, you know what I'm saying? You're entitled to your opinion. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta agree with me. But um, okay. What's underrated now? Underrated is letting them kids go stay with their daddy. I know it's a lot of single moms. I deal with, you know what I'm saying, some single moms. And a lot of women just don't let the kid go stay with their daddy. And I've had to struggle to get my kids to come stay with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, shout out to all my baby mamas, whoever, whatever. And then, <laughs> you know, if if the daddy, I, I get the if, the, if the dad is worthy of, if he ain't, you know what I'm saying, just messed up, then I get it. Okay. But not all mamas are all on point either. Just FYI. But... You know, it's like, oh, I need money for this. I need money for that. And blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? They all, you know, some baby mamas out there want money or get mad because of child support and this, this, and that. Just send that kid to go stay with their dad. You get a break. The kids get times with the dad. And, you know, that's it. Just let, let them kids go stay with their dad for a little bit. Because regardless of your opinion of that person, that is their father. And regardless of, of you know what I'm saying, like if, if as long as he can provide a shelter, food, and not have them in, in messed up situations, you know, like just let them go because that is half of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they still need to glean from his side of the family, his personality and 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 everything else, regardless of 
regardless of it all, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all made a baby together. So, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, and I got <laughs> one of my baby mamas, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when my daughter does, you know, even when my daughter does come stay with me and see with me, she's like, oh, that child support still got to come here, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, really? I mean, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that really your main concern that I understand that regardless if the child, and that, I think that's kind of messed up too, you know what I'm saying? Because it's child support. So it should go where the child is. So, you know what I'm saying? Like there should be just an understanding and an agreement that if the child is coming to stay with me, then, you know, I need the support. You're not going to send me this money back. You're not going, you know, so I got to, I got to, I got to support Whatever's over there. I mean, like for 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 whatever reason, you can say, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta uh, pay this and I gotta pay that, and all this still gotta be paid." Not really, you know what I'm saying? Or even if it does, okay, let it come out of your pocket. Just for these two, three months, four months that that my child is with me, you handle that. You know what I'm saying? And just let me take care of the child here and use whatever that I was sending you for myself. But I digress. I ain't gonna get no soapbox. That ain't what this episode is about. We can do a whole episode about all of that. Um, but, you know, I think um, that, you know, using kids as a pawn and 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 like you said, keeping the baby from and, and fighting and like. It, that's just it's just not good for the child, you know, what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, we were all children before. And I guarantee you, if you think about if you think about it, you uh you don't remember money you don't remember anything that your parent may have bought you really you know what i'm saying like if if you do it was on a lot in line with some other special occasion or something like that but you do remember the time you know what i'm saying and that's one thing because my mom and my dad split up when i was like really young and you know, I spent, I, I grew up with my mom, but I did get, my, like, my mom put me on a plane when I was eight years old, and I flew from Mississippi to Hawaii on a plane to go stay with my dad, you know what I'm saying? And that was, that was big of her, and I'm so thankful and grateful that she did that, because I know it was hard for her, you know what I'm saying? I was excited. I remember, I remember the day that she drove me to the airport in Tupelo, Mississippi, and she drove me to the airport you know, and I'm just a little eight year old excited. I'm getting on a plane for the first time. I'm going to Hawaii, you know what I'm saying? And plus the thing about it was too, is I was supposed to go earlier, you know what I'm saying? Before school got out, I told them we was studying fucking Hawaii and social studies or, or, or culture or whatever class we had, we was studying Hawaii. And I'm like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to Hawaii. And then the day come and my dad don't, something happened. I don't know what happened, but I didn't go. And my black ass showed up to school the next time. And you know, you know, you already know. You're like, ah, you said you was going to Hawaii. You are still here. You know what I'm saying? That's what I felt like shit, you know? <laughs> so when it actually came time for me to go to Hawaii, I was glad to go. Um, but that experience helped me a lot in life. You know what I'm saying? And it got me quality time with my dad and so on and so forth and things that I wouldn't have. And then when my dad got sick and he was like still like going down and was worried about his health and I went to see him in the hospital like in his heart like he still was apologetic and still sad 
about the times that we missed out on. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like I understood, but you know, like it still felt bad. You know what I'm saying? So stop, don't, regardless of you, the mom, you, the dad, or whoever you are, you know what I'm saying? Like just think about that child that y'all created together. You know what I'm saying? And ask that child, you know, children are going to like, eventually they're going to tell you what they really want. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to make their own decision about whoever it might be. When I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of my opinion about any of my, my daughter's moms, I don't really, I don't try to sway my, my daughter's opinion or, or, or inter, even interject and let them really know how I feel about something. You know what I'm saying? Unless they open the door and they start expressing things to me. And even still, I, I try not to speak negatively about their mom. You know what I'm saying? And so regardless, two people created this life together. And so those two people, regardless of, of what status you are in life or who you are, or how it is, you created this child, you know, and that child might want to go spend time with that person or at least needs to know what is in their DNA that makes them that way. What is in their DNA? What is in their genes that they get from that other person? You know what I'm saying? It's before it gets too late in life. And then, you know, it's kind of like, oh, a lot of times they, they go here this whole time and then the child hits 18 and gets rebellious. And then you want to call on the other parent or call on this person or call on that person and be like, oh, you know, oh, well, you, you know, like I don't call on me just to discipline. Don't call on me just to uh, give out rules or when you having a problem, when when the child don't listen to you. Now you want to call up on me and, and tell me to fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, let that child go stay with their dad. Let that child go visit their mom. Um, and I just, I, I appreciate you, you chiming in because just from my situation and being a man, I speak mostly, you know, and, and, and most of the, most of the situations that I see are when the mother has the primary custody and, you know, the father doesn't, but I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you said something because, uh, because that opens up a different, you know, it's a different perspective because it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're the, if, if you're, if you're the dad and you're, you know, being a bitch about letting the child go see what their mom, I mean, expect, you know, like she carried this child for nine months, bro. Like, how can you not, you know what I'm saying? You know, unless, unless your, 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 your person is like strung out on drugs or really like really really in jail or like really really in a bad situation of course we're not gonna put kids in a bad situation but don't just create a bad situation or just say your opinion about a person to be bad or whatever and just to appease or just to play you know upon against that person so um yeah, I mean, like that could be a whole like uh, this overrated, underrated thing. It'd be a whole. This is not even the episode we're supposed to be doing right now. But I mean, saying you know, like y'all know, we we right, we all here, right? Okay, so we good. Um, wouldn't even let see, and that's just you know, I think even in, in situations like that. Hopefully, you know, you try to you try to stay in contact as much as you can. You try to speak to the kids as much as you can. Just let like if you're if if you're on the receiving end of it, just always do your best in some type of way. Find you a, a mediator, find somebody that you can go through to get a message to the kids or or something just to let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that you love them and, you know, 
and all that. Because like I said, during active duty, being overseas um, and everything, I haven't always been able to spend as much time with my kids as I want to. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like I still find a way to let them know that I'm thinking about them. And my dad did that same thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Like my dad didn't call me every day. We didn't talk all the time. You know what I'm saying? But he always let me know that, you know, he was around or that I could call on him when I needed him and, 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 and something and things like that. So that's very important. Um, we all need to work to work on doing better as far as that goes. But at the end of the day, Two, it takes two to make a baby, regardless of if you like the other half or not. You know, those kids need to know both parts of where they came from. Um, so, uh, see, now he using uh, the kids as trying to get you back, and that's just wrong. You know, that is just wrong. Let me take a little sip break here right now. Okay, so we did overrate it. Stand for the credits. After a movie is overrated. What's underrated is letting the kids go. St- I said I put stand with their dad, but stand with the other parent who, if you were separate, let the kids go stay with the other parent. Um, and so on my myth. All right, we got a new sponsor, so we got to take a little pause. Try to make some money. Everybody, hold on. <laughs> okay. So my myth is, like I said, spoiler alerts are fake. It's not real. You're still going to watch the movie. It don't really kill the suspense. There, I mean, Unless somebody tells you the absolute, you know, I get it. Uh, l- let me take it back. I get it that, you know, it, it kind of can kill it a little bit if you know the absolute ending. But not really. You know what I'm saying? Like there are, there are, there are, or how should I say this? Okay, so if somebody's not telling you the absolute ending or really like a vital part of the movie, you know, then that's not really a spoiler alert. Like if you haven't seen the movie again and then two people are really kind of like talking about it or just somebody says it and then people go, chill out, you know, chill out, chill out. You're still going to go see the movie. It's not that big of a deal. So um, I think. Maybe that'll clarify what I mean a little bit more. Like, not everything is a spoiler alert. If it's not a real detail, something you don't already know. Okay, you know, even okay. So you're gonna go see the Avengers. It's the Avengers. It's been a, it's a comic book that was written way back in the day, and if you really follow it, then you know how it turns out. It's the Avengers. Okay, in the last one, a lot of people died, but you know they're gonna come back because it's the Avengers. Like that's what superhero movies are about it's about the superheroes winning that's why they call superheroes because they always win they always come back and ain't nothing you can do about it even if a couple of them die it's still gonna be around and so uh that's what i feel about it um i see that a lot of people are passionate about oh whatever you know it is what it is some people like to talk about the thing that they saw you just got to go see it. And there were no spoiler alerts. <sighs> yeah, they died. In uh the, the not in the other one, the 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 one before Endgame. 
<laughs> Nobody told you what's fun and happen. I mean, don't it you know, it is what it is. You already know the end. It's, it's stories, man. It ain't even true. It's like fate. Ain't no such thing as a superhero. <laughs> so it's all made up. You can't be mad. That's how I feel about it. I, I'm not going to change my mind, and y'all not going to change my mind. Now, the teacher has spoken. You're going to stay at the class if you keep sassing me about these damn spoiler alerts. <laughs> but anyway, as I was saying... Uh, about the the topic that I'm supposed to be talking about on this podcast today, I wanted to talk about this is because I came in contact with this guy when I was working in investigations at uh, McDill Air Force Base. It was one of the biggest cases that we had, and of course, you know, it's it's like it's crazy, it's weird, and so you know, um, that's why I chose this to talk about. All right, so I'm gonna do mostly reading off the um thing because, like I said, I had to put the handcuffs on this guy. And transport him to well, first of all, we had to look for him for a little while. We had to go over CENTCOM and look for this guy, um, call his name and, and everything that were uh that because the civilians were looking for him, nobody knew where he was. So we went looking for him. At first we didn't see him, we went in his office and he wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, like as we were kind of like gonna give up or or walk out. He comes walking down the hall toward me. Like, you know, I'm walking this way. He's walking this way. And then, you know, I had to ask him, like, hey, um, is your name James Coleman? He was like, yeah. And then I just had to, you know, he was already, everything had already been done. You know, we were just looking for him. And so it was like, okay, so turn away from the sound of my voice, put your hands behind the back. You know what I'm saying? The whole little handcuffing scenario that I had to do. Now to walk him out, put him in the car, and then drive him to uh, McDill Gate or Bill Mabry Gate um, to hand him over to the authorities. But it's I got a real like murderer in the back of my car. This is not exercise. This is real world. No exercise, exercise, exercise. This is real world. A murderer in the car with me, you know, and just and he was young. And I've seen him around the base or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like to, after everything that you heard about and know about this case, to actually have this person right there is like, wow, you know, like, it's just weird, you know? So uh, that's all, that's one experience throughout my military career that kind of like will always be stick with me or that's a good story or whatever. All right. Yeah, we had to read. Um, yeah, we had to read Miranda Wright's uh, Guru all the time. We had to do that, but it was um, the military Miranda Wrights are a little bit different than civilian Miranda Wrights because you're also subject to the UCMJ. So this the verbiage is a little bit different, but the, the basic concept is the same. Just change a couple of words. You know, a lawyer bill pointed to you. You had to write them, remain silent. You write to an attorney and la, 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 la. It's all the same. Um, but I think for civilians, it's like you have rights under the, the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, I think. And then we also add the 31st Amendment, 32nd Amendment of the UCMJ also. Um, so here we go. I'm going to start off. I'm going to be doing a lot of reading, so bear with me. Um I think I read okay. 
And this happened in like uh, December of 2002, I believe it was. The mystery of what happened to 19-year-old Jessica Hind and her three-year-old baby came to a tragic conclusion when police found the infant's body in the Tampa apartment of Hind's ex-boyfriend, a 24-year-old U.S. Marine sergeant with a history of domestic violence. So that's how it starts off. You know, they had been looking for him and then they finally came up and found out exactly, you know, what happened. So um, Detective John Yarrick stared at the cardboard box inside the open refrigerator freezer. The 20-year-old Tampa police veteran pulled the box from the freezer and set it on the kitchen floor. Inside was a plastic bag tied and shut at the top. There was a hole inside the bag. Yark stuck his fingers in the tear to widen it. Again, Yark stared. This time, the frozen face of a 10-week-old Devontae Coleman, a crime scene technician, snapped photographs of the baby's face. So there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like The investigator is investigating the case. He pulls a, a box out of the freezer, and there's a... 10-week-old baby inside uh, the box. It was obviously very depressing, Yark said. You had a baby in there, and he put it in there like a roast in the freezer. The image of the frozen boy would be a part of the murder trial schedule to begin today against James Coleman III. Coleman was a 25-year-old Marine sergeant who was stationed at McDill. He's charged with two counts of first-degree murder. He's accused of killing Devante and the baby's mother. Jessica Hine, who was 19, who spent most of her life in foster homes living out of a suitcase. Hine and Coleman had a violent love affair uh, because they had keep calling the police and everything. Although Devontae had Coleman's last name, the Marine was not his biological father. The baby's image was key to Coleman's confession. It was a day after Christmas in 2002. Coleman was at police headquarters. Yarrick led the questioning of the Central Command Sergeant. Hind's body was found stuffed in a suitcase in Volusia County, but her baby was missing. Coleman, however, stuck to the story that his ex-girlfriend had walked out of his life weeks before and took her baby with her. Yarrick pulled the photograph of Devontae from Coleman's wallet. He put it in Coleman's hands and told him to look at it. And that's when Coleman broke. According to Yard's report, here's what Coleman said. Hind and her baby were living with him in his one-bedroom apartment on West Shore Boulevard. When he came home from the base, he often turned up his stereo. You know, get off work, he'd go home and turn up the music or whatever. The loud music sometimes woke the baby. Hind would scream at him and they would argue. Twice he had hit her and he had been arrested for domestic battery and charged and once he choked her, Coleman told Yarek about the night he said he killed Hine. It was Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th, 2002. It was the same argument about loud music, or maybe it was the television being too loud, Coleman said. During the fight, he hit her in the head. Hine told me she was going to tell the police and he would be arrested again. And so in this type of situation, you know, they, they were young. She's 19. He's 24 at the time. There's no excuse, you know what I'm saying? But 
they got a there's a kid involved too so they're both young and trying to figure out this this relationship thing right and so he comes home every day instead of being sensitive and just knowing like hey the baby's sleeping i shouldn't turn the music up so loud or i shouldn't you know be so loud he just come home and you know i guess since it's, it's his place or whatever it is uh he just turned the music up wake the baby up and then that starts a fight of course she's younger you know and then he 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 don't doesn't know how to control his temper and keep him keep his hands to himself so he hits her a couple of times he's been you know the police have been called out uh for domestic violence and i've never been in the marines but you know like i think the domestic violence thing in the military uh according to the branch you know what i'm saying like Air Force has its share of domestic violence, but it's mostly lightweight stuff. Like I had to respond to, you know, a few minor fights, nothing major. Army and Marines, they have some pretty bad uh, domestic violence situations. They do. That's just I'm not it's not shaming nobody. That's just from my experience and what I see. And I think. From history or their their chain of command handles these types of situations differently. You know, it's kind of like, it, you know, Army and Marines really handle anything like that differently than Air Force. In the Air Force, you sneeze wrong, you're going to get an Article 15, an LOC, an LOR for most most of the time. They don't really care, especially if you're a cop. If you're a cop, you're done because cops for other cops and so on and so forth. And then, um, excuse me. And so... I guess, you know, even though he had been involved in a few domestic violence incidents, his chain of command and nobody really took over and tried to help him out in this situation. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. It's not in the article. And I wasn't there, so I can't speak on what they did. But it just seems like, you know, what I'm saying that more people if, if this has happened, if this is a reoccurring event, then there's more steps that it could have been taken by somebody um, to kind of get the situation fixed, you know, ahead of time before it escalated to this. So it was Pearl Harbor Day. Um, he And now he's afraid that if she go, if she calls the police again, you know, maybe they were intervening. So now they've got in the fight. He hit her again. He hit her in the head. And now she's threatening to call the police again. And so he's already probably gotten paperwork. He's probably already, you know, saying in the military, you're going to lose rank. You're going to you're going to get in trouble. You're going to do extra duty or whatever. Once your chain of command finds out about something or you might even get kicked out. So now he's worried about his career or whatever effect it might have if his chain of command finds out that the cops got called again. And it says if that happens, Coleman said he will be kicked out of the Marines. So she picked up the baby and headed for the door after she told him she was going to call the police again. He dragged her back into the apartment, grabbed her neck, and squeezed. He was on top of her in the living room on a love seat. Devontae was on the other love seat in the same room. She pleaded with him to stop. She told him that if he stopped, she wouldn't tell the police, but he just kept squeezing. She reached out to grab his neck, but her arms were too short. After a short time, she went limp. He became afraid and told her to wake up, but she didn't. Yard wrote in his report, Coleman said that when he lifted her shirt and saw that she wasn't breathing, then he placed her in a sitting position on the couch and just 
Um, left her there, I suppose. It got kind of cut off. Yeah, he left her there. On December 10th, 2012, three days after Hines' death, the Florida Department of uh, Children and Families Investigator Heller, Helen Curtin um, came to check on Devontae. She knocked on the door, but when no one answered, she left. Devontae was alive and Coleman was in the apartment ignoring her knocks. So in the, in the, while there's a dead body sitting on the couch, the baby's in there suffering, you know, that's that's a gruesome situation. I, I, how? How do you stay three days? This is three days after after he, he strangled her. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, I guess, so angry and so fed up or I don't know, you know, but he just choked her out right there. And then once he knew, once he saw that she wasn't, he just set her up in the sit in the in the sitting position and just left her. Three days. The baby's there, he's there, she's there. Three days in the apartment with a dead body sitting on your couch. Crazy. I mean, crazy. I crazy. Um and that's that's why like when I when I got this person in the back of my patrol car, it's like wow, you know, like there's so many questions that you kind of would want to ask, but you can't ask, or you know, just you know, like what is this like what could be going on through your mind? What's going on in your mind? What what? But it's like um then the 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 investigator for the the children and families comes he ignores her Heinz probably Heinz body was propped up on the love seat according to Yar's report on the wall in the living room was an American flag Coleman told the detective that he set his thermostat on fifty five degrees and left Devontae in the apartment with the baby's dead mother. He fed the baby in the morning. And then came home for lunch for another feeding. So, you know, he he's still thinking this out. He she's dead three days. So he turns the thermostat down low. So, you know, slow the decaying process, I guess, or whatever it might be. But now you got this baby, you know, we got to go to work kind of early. You know what I'm saying? At least at least by 6 a.m. Right. So he feeds the baby. Before he leaves to work, five o'clock in the morning, and then just leaves. I don't know where the baby is. It's only, you know, 10 months old and in this cold apartment all day with the mom. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it, it says they had a history of domestic violence, Guru. So, um, no, there were, I, prior to that, I don't know what, what his life was like or whatever, you know, but, um, yeah, it's like, it's crazy, you know? So then he would come home for lunch. So you get, you know, six, six, six to 1130, 12 o'clock, four or five hours, his baby is just there. Nobody holding it. Nobody responding to it. Nobody changing his diapers or pampers or anything. It's just there you know, hopefully sleeping or whatever it is. It's, 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 like I said, if you got a soft heart, 
you know, it's it's don't even really think too much into it because it's heartbreaking. Um, and so that was on what was that December 7th is when it happened. This was December 10th. And so by December 13th, Devontae was not looking good. Coleman told Yarek. He said that he didn't want to see the child suffer the way Jessica did. So he wrapped it in the blanket very tightly until the baby stopped breathing. Coleman told Yarek that Devontae was dead before he put the baby in the freezer. The next day, when Coleman could no longer stand the smell of Hines' body, he loaded her corpse into a suitcase, put it in his 1995 Mercedes-Benz, and drove east on Interstate 4. He dumped the body in Ormond Beach, south of Daytona. Days later, workers discovered her body. After Coleman's confession, detective booked him into a jail on murder charges. Three weeks after his arrest, Coleman's former supervisor, Army Master Sergeant William Worth, visited Coleman in jail. Worth acted as a mentor to Coleman, who was from Cleveland. Hine had repeatedly called Coleman. Hine had repeatedly called Coleman at McDill, and Worth told him that he needed to get her to stop calling. Coleman in jail told Worth that he was frustrated with having to wait to find out what happened to him next. He didn't know why it was taking so long because he confessed. So I guess he was just sitting there in the jail and, you know, thought that since he confessed that it would just speed up the process and they'll just take him on and get his sentencing. I imagine, you know, like this whole thing had been weighing on him and maybe, maybe it felt good for him to confess, you know, maybe it felt good to finally like get it off and stop hiding it and just admit to what he did. And now just kind of like, you know, well, you know, just go ahead and give me my punishment. But, you know, the process takes a, lo- a long um, sometimes. Um, is that about it? Let me see what else we got in here. Though he confessed and was willing to accept the sentence to life in prison, uh, prosecutors would not negotiate. Uh Prosecutor Jalal Harb said ethical rules prevent him from discussing decision to seek the death penalty. So they were seeking a death penalty on him. They didn't really want to let him off with nothing easy. They was just seeking a death penalty and not just life in prison. In the first part of Coleman's trial, jurors would have decided whether Coleman is guilty. Um, but if he's found guilty, the jurors would decide uh, whether he'd be, be executed or spend the rest of his life in prison. Um, so that's where it stood at that point in time, you know, after, and the thing about it too is, I think a lot of it that had to to do with it is that I think maybe she got pregnant on a, while he was deployed or away or something like that. And, um, he was kind of suspicious or he kind of felt like the baby wasn't his or, he knew that, the, you know, when he found out the baby wasn't his, it kind of bothered him some more or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I feel like that was probably motivation for him to be so angry at her and and, and do what he did to her. But, um, yeah, I mean, regardless, even even the, like this, this, this young child was just starting life, hadn't even really begun life yet. And. 
due to this guy's anger problems or jealousy or whatever it might be, didn't even have a chance at life, you know? Um, and, and the mom too, she was young. She, she had been in foster homes and everything. It was just a, a bad situation. And it just goes, you know, even though this guy had went through Marine training and been in the Marines for a little while and did all this other kind of stuff, uh, you know, it none none no no matter what training or no or what you have, it's you still if you got something in you, you just got it in you. Or jealousy, it's not gonna stop jealousy. It's not gonna make you make the right decisions when your emotions are all up and high. So you just gotta um learn to control your emotions, you know, because we all lose our temper sometimes, but uh it doesn't mean that you're going to um, fly off the handle like that, you know? And another part about it is, too, that it wasn't his kid. So that means that there is somebody out there who knows that they were having sex with this girl and they could possibly be the, this child's father, you know? And now I wonder what that person... Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they just kind of deny it and just move on with their life and don't even uh, acknowledge the fact. Don't even, you know, but I don't know if they sleep well at night or, you know, like things tend to come back in strange ways or you get reminded or something like that. You know, I don't I mean, I'm sure I don't know if they took a DNA test of the baby and uh, actually know who the father is or anything like that, or if they even cared. But that's an interesting uh, fact of it, too. Uh, this thing says I got, what up, Chico? What up, um, everybody? This thing says I got 43 seconds remaining. So, um, yeah, tune in for the episode uh, on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple uh, to, to check out the episode. Uh, for this, I was just trying to do a quick live, live, live podcast, uh, episode for y'all real quick. That's the basic gist of the story. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank y'all for watching. Um, and I appreciate you tuning in. I'll probably do this more. Let me, let me know if you think, if you liked it, if you think it's a good idea. Uh, I kind of liked it. I enjoyed all the feedback and everybody, um, talking to me. So, all right, it's about to cut off. <laughs> I'm going to do this right here. All right, that's the end of another episode. With that being said, hey man, I really, really appreciate y'all listening in, passing the word. Um, the listener base is growing and growing and growing, and I really, really do appreciate that. Um, look, I got three daughters, and one of my greatest fears is something bad happening to them by some relationship that they've been in. I've seen too many videos of just too many murder suicides and too many crazy people out there who don't know how to handle their emotions. So please raise your sons in a proper way because I would hate to have to choke one of your little boys out or do something to them, you know. And that's what's going to happen. No hard feelings, but I'm just letting you know right now. If your son hurt my daughter, it's it's, it's done. Um, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I wouldn't want nobody hurting your son. Um, thank you for joining in. Keep passing the word. Keep tuning in. Let me see what else I wanted to say. I think that's about it.
until next episode, if you want to join in, you want to tune in, got a topic you want to talk about, you know where to find me. Hit me up. And with that being said, I'm out.